You're listening to the second season of the Junior Hereford Show. You're a Hereford enthusiast, or maybe a fellow junior, and you could be that excited individual ready to take on the future of the beef industry. I'm Ralston Rip, your host. Get ready to learn, lead, and achieve. Welcome back to another episode of the Junior Hereford Show. And today I have kind of the final oldie to round out as your chairman, J.W. Cox. And so, J.W., you know what? Just go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit. And it can just be brief because I'll have some fun questions to we'll get to know you a lot better here on this podcast. Well, Ralston, I feel like there should have been like a drum roll or something. I mean, come on, like we saved the best for last year. You know, we couldn't have like a, a drum roll, please, playing in the background or something. Yeah, hey, I'm sitting right here too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so, you know, I uh, I mean, I guess you already said my name, you know, and I'm, <laughs> so I'm J.W. Cox. Um, I'm the chairman this year, uh, rounding out the oldies gang. Um, so, yeah, so I... Uh, you know, I'm, I graduated from Western Kentucky University. Um, I'm headed to Auburn University Vet School here this fall. Woohoo! Yeah, real excited. War Eagles, go ahead with it. Come on one time. <laughs> You're getting used to saying it, huh? Yeah. I've said it a lot in the past, um, you know. 48 hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, and there back home, we uh, we got a small cow-calf operation, about 120 head. Um, so, Yeah. Okay, awesome. So, also to get to know you a little bit better, and for our listeners, what would you say is your spirit animal? Ooh, spirit animal. Well, fitting only now, I would either say it is a tiger or a war eagle. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that is just really ironic. Or you're really trying to play on where you're headed, but you know. (laughs) Well, okay, I love it. So, the next funny question, too. If we were to drop you on an island today, what three things would you want to have with you and like you're stranded like you can only have three things with you what would they be a machete would be number one without a doubt (laughs) um probably a piece of flint to start a fire okay okay um a machete a piece of flint and then my last one would probably be toothpaste I couldn't go. I mean, I I would feel like I would really want to. Ooh, I don't know. Toothpaste or like Mountain Dew, like caffeine. Like yeah. I feel like I'd get real cranky. You know, like yeah. I could probably survive. You know, maybe like try to hunt with a machete. I don't know how well that would go for me. So maybe like a bow and like unlimited arrows. Maybe would unlimited be arrows. Okay, that is such way more than three items here. But you were really confident in the machete and uh, the flint. So. We'll let the toothpaste fall in there, too. (laughs) But, no, okay, awesome. Well, that was just super fun. I actually got asked that question here recently, like, on a survey. And I was like, you know what? I really don't know. What would your three items be? I'm curious now. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so I said, like, the first thing I, like, thought of was, like, having fresh and clean water. Because obviously you're on an island, so you're going to have salt water. So having a big, hefty jug, you know, of good farm, well water, fresh, clean water, I think would be a necessity. Um, And then a pocket knife, I said. I didn't go as far as the machete, but, you know, figured a pocket knife could maybe help me build some, maybe a raft or something even, or, you know, cut some something. But... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of pocket knives that can cut down a tree. <laughs> it's a pretty sharp one, right? It's a pretty sharp one. It can do a lot of damage. Uh, and then me, probably the last one. You know, I thought about like some sunglasses, you know, because we're on an island, pretty oh. sunny. Got to protect those eyes. <laughs> you know? uh, my survival <laughs> skills might not be but i could be scrappy you know okay i have a question how long do you think you would last on said island with supplies um i'll give you well, three for days fresh tops. water i would <laughs> survive three days. three days three days tops fresh water actually i'd survive six days because you could survive three days without water so if i had water you would drink it all on the first day you know you would get hot and you'd be like, man, I would kill for some water right now. Well, I'd have it with me, so I'd be like, why not? <laughs> oh, well, too funny. 
think we could just host a comedy show about these fun <laughs> questions here. But, you know, okay, so getting back to our scheduled services of talking about the junior board. And, you know, JW, I really would love to dive into when was the first time that you learned or maybe like you had that moment of, oh, I'm going to go ahead and run for the junior board. <clears throat> so, uh, like, I kind of have a different story maybe than most of the junior board members and you know we ran with a great group of kids that year um and and I'll be honest with you like when I ran that first year I truthfully did not know that if I was going to get on or not I mean nobody knew who I was you know I I tell the story that I looked down at the delegate list and I knew the only one person on there was Tartut and he was the only person that I knew on that delegate list so I knew it was going to be a lot of hard work and um, a lot leading up to that. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, my first junior nationals was in 2017 in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, and I had a mentor. Um, he's a best friend of mine now, business partner. Um, I'm sure many of our listeners and you know, uh, Mr. Stephen Green. Um, you know, and in 2017, Stephen and I, he was actually tied right behind us. Um, and Lauren, his wife now, um, was actually doing all of his work. And I was like, man, this is cool. Like, this guy's running around in a maroon jacket. Like, he's important. <laughs> and, like, he doesn't come take care of his cows. Like, he just runs off all over the all over the place, you know. No, um, but then that was kind of the bond. Like, I only had one heifer that we had there. And that was one of the first Herefords that we bought. And, and so I was kind of bored. I mean, I only had one heifer. And so I helped Lauren kind of do some stuff while Stephen was doing some junior board stuff. And, you know, throughout the week, I kind of bonded and talked to Stephen. And I actually ended up purchasing my next show heifer for the next year off of Stephen. And and from that, we've kind of, it's kind of funny, him and I'll talk about it. And, you know, like we weren't really good friends at that moment. Like we just kind of were acquaintances, you know, and I bought a heifer off of him. And then in recent years, um... I told him, I was like, man, you know, I, I think I want to run for the junior board, you know, and he was like, man, I think it would be like, great. I think you'd do great. Um, you know, it'll just be really hard because I'll be honest with you, not a lot of people know you, but you know, I think that you would be able to talk your way in or out of any situation, you know, and I, <laughs> we all know that, <laughs> yeah. you know, anybody that knows me knows I've never met a stranger and I'd talk to a wall if I thought it would talk back oh, yeah. to me. <laughs> um, and so, you know, and so Stephen was a, a huge part of that and the reason that I wanted to run for the junior board and, you know, just even at that first junior nationals, I mean, heck, one of the, the people that I met from Kentucky that year um, that I didn't know at the point, was his name's Alex Burke, and he's now my, my college roommate of three years and we're, you know, best friends. Um, so, you know, it's just kind of one of those cool moments that it's kind of like the aha moment um, yeah. that we all seek and you know, just having that friend or, you know, the friendships that are made and the connections. I mean, they're endless that within yeah. this breed. I mean, it is truly the Hereford family. Yeah. No, I couldn't describe it more perfectly. And just the the aha moments and the people you meet and the play, like the right place, right time, you know, right place, right time, right person, right family and right connection. And um, let's dive into the, like your story a little bit more. So you kind of described your aha moment, your mentors that you've had to get you here what was kind of the your process for running for the board or what did you do to prepare um you know I visited with it with all us oldies we ran in a weird time the world was at an unknown place and um how did you kind of approach running for the board then so like I mentioned uh, my first junior nationals was in 2017 um I was in Grand Island there in 2018 I did not go to Denver in 2019 um, and then 2020, it was supposed to be back in Louisville. So yeah. I was like, you know, what a better year to run, mm-hmm. like back in Kentucky, my home turf, like, you know, I, I'd never went really to another junior nationals or been to another fairgrounds outside of, of Louisville at that point. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, if I have to run and I have to go find all these people, like I know these barns, like the back this of my hand. This is your hand. place. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been here the past 14 years of my life. Like I know this place, <laughs> like the back of my hand. Um, and so, you know, when that application opened, I guess, and I was talking to Steven and I told him, I was like, man, I think this is the year, like, I want to run for the board. I've got a year of college under my belt. Like, I think I want to do it. And he was like, you know, I, I think this would be a, you know, it'd be good, whatever. Um, and, and COVID hit and then we were in some real unsure times, you know, and didn't really know what 
was going to happen, um, especially in you know with junior nationals and and honestly just in the world period. And so actually, I was working at Burns Farms um, pretty much all of my COVID extended spring break and into the summer. Yeah. And I told David um, also I, I was talking to him and I was like, hey Dave, you know like I'm thinking about running for the junior board like do you have any like tips points that you would you know like give me you know of of things maybe I could do or you know what what's your advice like do you think I should run for the junior board or you know do you think it would even be worth it like do you think I could get on potentially like you know what would it be and you know and and Dave told me he said you know JW I'm just gonna be honest it's tough I don't know that you'd be able to get on and he said but and just like Steven said you know it, it was the same concept like nobody knows you yeah and so that was kind of like a a knockdown because you know i i prided myself on being able to have a conversation with anybody and lauren jones gives me crap now that i didn't talk to her (laughs) but like i made it my personal goal to like talk to every delegate um that we went through um and so i talked to dave and talked to steven and i even called uh austin matheny and talked Mm -hmm. to him a little bit about it and austin cole both um on the junior board from Kentucky and kind of got some insight and was like, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about running and just kind of, you know, talk to past junior board members. And obviously I, I talked to Taylor Bell a little bit. She was still on the board mm-hmm. at that time. Um, but just talk to older, you know, and past junior board members, um, and kind of what I was going to do. And, and so then I, you know, it was going through that application process and, you know, every great political person that runs for office has to have a slogan. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and so I was, you know, I was talking to Steven and, and to Dave, and I was thinking, you know, like, what could what could I do that would be, you know, something iconic to me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, first, Kentucky's iconic for Grippo's potato chips and L8. So I'm like, oh, I'll give out potato chips and L8s. There you go. Uh, and I was like, you know, I, I need something else. There's there's just something missing. And so I was like. Something that's got to be JW. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I got the perfect slogan. Don't forget your socks or to vote for Cox. And so I gave out socks, you know, yeah. and everybody laughed. But, like, how many times, Ralston, have you been on the wash rack and your socks got wet? Oh, yeah. And yeah. you're like, man, I really wish I had a pair of socks <laughs> to change into at this point. Like Every morning. Yeah, like, literally. <laughs> so I was like, it'll be perfect, you know? Like, and I had a little business card that said, don't forget your socks or to vote for Cox on them. And just threw them in there and everybody got to get a pair of socks, JW. Ralston, you were also my competition. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> True, true, true. Okay, I won't hold it <laughs> No, I love it. I love it. I love it. But did I interrupt you? Do you want no. to keep going? That okay. was it. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. Okay. Okay. So no, I think that's so fun, and um, just talking about what you wanted to be remembered by, right? And being iconic. And I think throughout that week, I specifically remember JW sitting down with you. At a really random time, because one of the delegates, they ask hard questions throughout that week. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions a delegate asked was, if you could vote for a board member, who would it be? And I remember sitting down and I hadn't got to know you very well. And you sit down and you're like, I got asked this question. And I I didn't know what to say. So I said you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is so kind. And I was like, I haven't talked to that delegate yet. I better like it. <laughs> my competition but i just remember from that week like there on like you literally like didn't know a stranger and we're just so easy to talk to and welcomed everybody with open arms and um i i talked about this with lauren too but like it's like i could tell you were nervous but that's how you knew someone really cared and right. had really put work into it too and so it's like i could tell like you said we ran with such strong individuals such strong leaders and um, getting to know you that week just as a candidate was super fun. And obviously now as really good friends on the board and um, working together, it's just a friendship that blossomed from there on. But so with that too, that week, I know we had a lot of conversations that we give speeches and we talked to delegates and all that. What was like kind of going through your mind at that process or uh, besides your slogan, you know, what, what did you really learn or how did you really grow that week? So I guess I did leave a part out earlier. Like, um, so I came into Kansas City a couple of days mm-hmm. early just to kind of let the cattle lay over and yeah. kind of get acclimated um, and kind of bounce back from being on the road that long. 
And uh, even though Kansas City is only like eight hours, but still. Yeah. Um, so kind of when we were sitting there at our layover place um, and, and talking to Steven and, and those guys, and I was like, you know, I think I'm what I'm going to do is I'm just going to call every delegate because, Rawson, I know you've came to learn over the last three years, I hate to text. And if I need oh, something, yeah. I, and even if it doesn't matter if I'm just driving down the road or whatever, I'll just call at random moments. Um, and I think, honestly, a phone call goes a lot longer than a text message. Um, and so I called every delegate on that list. Most of them did not answer because they're not going to answer a random number from Kentucky that they have no idea who it is. Um, but I called every delegate that day, uh, either left a voicemail or if they didn't have a voicemail set up, I uh, kind of I sent them a text and you know said, "Hey, this is J.W. Cox. I'm uh, running for the junior board this year from Kentucky. I know you probably don't know who I am, um, but I'm eager for this week to meet mm-hmm. you. Um, you know, look forward to seeing and talking to you." Um, you know, and so then, like I said, I, I went around the barns that week and, um, tried to make the most of my time and, and you as well as anybody know, like that is an action packed week yeah. with very little time to do anything. Yeah. You know, I think I might've seen my cattle all of like four times <laughs> that week. If that probably, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure probably going in the ring or out of the ring. Or <laughs> yeah. Uh, from. Long enough to go back and help fit and get ready and walk yeah. in the ring. And, and then as soon as I come out of the ring, pass them off and, and yeah. go back and start helping. Um, But, you know, like just getting around and talking to those delegates and building those connections, like I mentioned earlier, you know, this is the Hereford family, you know, and and having those connections are endless and going to be lifelong friends within this breed. And, you know, I vividly remember sitting there and like everybody else was so worried that their elevator speech was going to go over two minutes. and, And I know most of our listeners probably don't know me well enough to know that I don't write speeches. I'm a very like off the cuff type of a person like I might write a few bullet points down but like I was like you know the elevator speech just kind of introducing you like kind of what you want to do you know kind of to give like a a bit of an intro or a hook into what your meat and potatoes speech is going to be the next night um and so like everybody was like you know JW how long is your speech you know like mine's like 230 and I'm like uh you guys like wrote something out for this (laughs) like I felt way underprepared for that night and you know I went up there and and just kind of you know told my story and told who I was and and I think that's a big part of like what we've learned on the junior board this year is like being able to tell our story and I feel like now I am at a better place to be able to tell my story more than when I was running for the junior board in 2020 you know through our workshops and our leadership sessions and and even going to some of these conferences and hearing some of our other speakers you know like telling your story is so important especially in today's time when the agriculture industry as a whole is under such a microscope and everything everybody thinks that we do things the wrong way you know and and so like i said going into that night you know i i told my elevator speech and then um I uh, went in on the next night, and I was actually sitting in my hotel bedroom, and and I told this story the other night. I was sitting there, and I was like, you know, okay, I kind of dropped the ball and maybe wasn't as prepared for tonight, so, you know, I'm going to be better. And uh, and so I started writing some bullet points down for uh, what I wanted to talk about in my speech, and I literally fell asleep with my ink pen in my hand and my notepad in my lap sitting straight up in bed oh did you have some good dreams about your speech hopefully or i i think i'm gonna ask you so how'd you wake up the next morning well i actually woke up at 3 a.m and i had one full bullet point and (laughs) half of my second bullet point that i wanted to talk about one and a half (laughs) and i was like hmm well, this is not good. So I got up, took a shower, brushed my teeth, and and went to bed. And then that next morning, I actually uh, I got up a little earlier and uh, short of sleep, obviously, because nobody sleeps at a cow show. Yeah, um, that's for sure. <laughs> Unless it's in a lawn chair, <laughs> right? And and so I kind of got some more stuff prepared for for that night, and just kind of went in there and you know and, and told my why. Mm-hmm. and told why I wanted to be on the junior board, and you know, and and at the end of that night when the all the dust settled, you know, I said, you know, I I don't know that I, um, I got all the votes, you know, and that I'm going to be on the junior board now, but you know, I'm leaving this week a better person Yeah. and the friendship and the connections that I've made, you know, I I said, you know, I'm eager to run next year. Yeah. You know, if I don't get on this year, then that's fine. Like I've made friends and connections this week that of people that I had no clue who they were. 
Yeah. No, I think that that's a true testament to sometimes it's all about the process and it's all right. about the journey and who you meet and the experiences you're going to have. And, um, I definitely like, even as candidates, just like getting to grow closer, not only with delegates, but just as candidates and learning a lot about yourselves and a lot about others. Yep. And, um, I remember sitting outside the room with you even, and a lot of people had like note cards or notebooks and. I remember we were sitting there and we're like, what do you have? And you're like, well, what do you have? And I was like, I got these, uh, these three things right here. <laughs> that I'm going to go talk about. And we're like, I think the friendship just grew from there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bullet points and go with the flow. Right? I, I, I referred to it as, you know, when I, I was sitting back there and, you know, a lot of the judging kids, you know, they walk around yeah. and practice their reasons. You yeah. know, there was a lot of that going on. There was a lot oh, yeah. of kids walking around reciting, you know, and, and had this speech lined out. And, you know, I, I tell everybody JW stands for just winging it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. And, and so I'm not saying that that's what I did. I just won it. But, you know, I, I mean, I did have some foundation laid, knew what I wanted to talk about. But at the end of the day, I just wanted to be genuine and be myself. Yeah, speak from the heart and speak truly in the moment and where it's coming from. And um, preparation is certainly important, but also just, you know, being being present and being right. confident in the moment. And that's definitely the type of person that you are, for sure. And I've gotten to know that. And be where your feet are. You know, yeah. I, Kelsey told us that at Bold, and that really stuck with me is, is be where your feet are. Um, yeah. You know, and... and and going back to, to talking about, like, the connection side of things yeah. for the junior board, you know, when we were at Bold for the first year, you know, I, during my leadership um, workshop, you know, I asked the question, I said, hey, everybody in here, and, you know, there was like 26 maybe um, juniors in the room, and I said, uh, I said, hey, raise your hand if you knew me before I ran for the junior board. And two people raised their hand, Lauren McMillan, because I met her at 2017 Junior Nationals <laughs> and Megan Underwood because yeah. she is from Kentucky. Yeah. Um, you know, and then I said, okay, now before this week, obviously we had been there for a couple of days and everybody kind of um, got to mingle and, and got to kind of be together for that few days. And I was like, okay, so now, you know, before this week, raise your hand if you knew me. Mm -hmm. And everybody in the room raised their hand. Yeah. And I think that's a, a huge true testament to what it is you know the connections not even just being on the junior board but a lot of those people that were in that room were delegates or that I met mm -hmm. throughout the week you know campaigning or going around heck I was talking to people that weren't even delegates yeah you know <laughs> I was telling you guys the other night Rhett Louderman walked up to me and and I didn't know who he was at the time and I thought he was a delegate from Illinois you know and I started talking to him and he was like oh man I'm not a delegate but hey if I was you have my vote like no worries <laughs> Yeah, but it's just all about who you meet and the experiences you have. Just being a part of the Hereford Association, ultimately, um, no matter, you know, no matter like the title or no matter where you're at, but everyone involved is a part of that, is a part of that family and is a leader right. in their own way. And um, I, you have hit on it, kind of my next question, but I'm going to ask it because I want to dive more into it and learn more about it is what has been kind of some of your favorite moments being on the board now? And even within those moments, what have been some of the biggest takeaways for you personally? Hmm, that's a that's a good question, and and I guess I kind of have hit a little bit on it. Um, but number one, I think not even just being on the board, but just being involved and and being a part of the Hereford family and the networking and the connections that you make. Um, but some of probably my my favorite things is you know bold that first year. Um, when we all got in there, I know, I guess it would have been, um, our springboard meeting. Um, we had a, a workshop, um, for, we built our own like supper that night. Um, and I know you know where this is going because <laughs> every time I cook now, I have to photographic proof. Um, you know, we, uh, they had me making salads. And you're a chef? I'm a chef. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and they had me making salads, and I took quite offense to that, if I'm going to be real honest with you. You know, I thought I was way more qualified than just to throw some lettuce, some cheese, and some croutons <laughs> in a bowl, you know. And, hey, but I'll tell you what, that was the best salad that anybody has ever ate, that I'm sure of it. <laughs> it's got to be. Um, so, you know, that's that's one of the kind of the, the key takeaways, you know, and just being a part of the, you know, the board. And, and I think, like, another one of my favorite things is, you know, we've been on the board for three years with certainly different groups of people yeah. every year. And, 
and you know like getting to build those friendships and those connections you know like Noah was on the board and you know Noah and I talked several times like he was like man when you ran I, I had no clue who you were <laughs> you know and that seems to be yeah. the general consensus going yeah. around and, and Noah and I you know we talk almost every day if not once a week yep yep and I think like you keep you keep downplaying a little bit like or not giving yourself enough credit of you know, now we're getting to see while well, on the board and recruiting new board members, you know, that's a common thing that people say is, oh, well, not enough people know me or I don't, I don't come from a long history of Hereford breeders. And I think the coolest thing is, is it just like you're a true living, breathing, successful example of you don't have to come from a long line of Hereford history, but it's rather like you got hooked on Herefords. You got right. hooked on being involved and engaged and you took that chance of going outside of your comfort zone to grow and to learn people and um, you know, see where it's lit, like led you now, you know, as, as a director, as an impactful director, as fundraising chair, as our chairman now that you don't know a stranger and you're always excited to learn new people. And, um, I hope our listeners and just our junior association can really see, you know, that if you're willing to put in the work and the time and the effort and you have the dream that it can become a reality, no matter, no matter who you are and where you come from, that if you have a desire and a love for it, you can make it happen. Right. I, I would say, you know, like to perfect example, you know, like I said, my first junior nationals was in 2017 yeah. and I, and I went to one other one, but I just kind of stopped in on passing and, yeah. you know, my, I guess my second full junior nationals was when <laughs> I ran for the board, you know, and, and COVID year at that. Right. <laughs> so I had a lot stacked up against me. Yeah. Um, but you know, just being able to make the most of it, you know, I think yeah. is, is the biggest part of that. And honestly, like looking back now, I wish that I would have gotten involved sooner. Yeah. You know, we had Hereford cattle for a few years and just showed at the county fair and, and state fair. But, you know, looking back now, I wish that I would have went to more junior nationals, mm -hmm. you know, because not only have I got to connect with the people from 2017 to now, but how many connections did I miss out on before then? Yeah. No, you know, for sure. and, and honestly, <laughs> I, uh, had never been to a faces before we got on the junior board because it was always during our county fair week. Yeah. Um, and then it, it kind of shifted around and, and got moved around. And, you know, just the amount of people that you meet during faces and yeah. the opportunities that we have during faces of getting to hear great speakers and see great things, you know, and, and that is something that's really cool about that. And <laughs> you were talking about, you know, kind of, fun moments maybe on the junior board was kind of your question uh -huh. mm -hmm. um <laughs> I'm like, where are you gonna go with this i'm excited to hear um so this year when we were at faces in, in billings montana <laughs> you know and we got to go whitewater rafting and um all of us oldies and i think there was even a couple middies maybe in there i think it was the whole junior board maybe I, I think you're right. Or the they yeah, have the middies and the oldies or yeah. yeah. And so we were on for our listeners, we were on the raft and um we were actually quite far behind the rest of yes. you know, everybody like 15, else fifteen, twenty minutes. Yeah, like everybody else got in their thing and, and so we were like, Hey, you know, it's gonna be our goal to catch up to all these people. Yes. Like we're gonna do it. Yeah. It was a good leadership exercise it, it really for us was. to be like I am out of shape. <laughs> My <laughs> arms are hurting, <laughs> hurting real bad. Real bad. <laughs> and so when we finally caught up to the group, we caught up to the advisors and, and our guest speaker that week, Cheryl Mitchell. Uh, and so we caught up to our the keynote uh, speaker. Our keynote speaker, <laughs> yes. We caught up to the group and as a as a junior board, we were like, you know, I think it'd be kind of cool and it'd be funny if we like drug all of them out of the boat, you know, because our guide told us that we could have like water fights and mm -hmm. stuff like that and we could get out in like calm areas. Yep. And so we were like, you know, let's let's drag them all out of the boat. And so we went around the boat, and I mean, we were just grabbing people by their life jackets and just tossing them out. Well, I got to Cheryl and didn't think twice about it. <laughs> I just grabbed her and jerked her right out of the boat, and uh, it's kind of—it was kind of a, a skipping moment there for a minute, I guess would be <laughs> words for. Now water gets a little rough sometimes, and you just—you aren't like—it's like if you panic and freak out more you really like start flowing where you don't want to <laughs> yeah. go. And so it was like a moment of like, it was a good moment of learning for everyone to like, 
calm down and evaluate the situation. And not drag people out of the boat. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Maybe not the keynote speaker either. Yeah. Cheryl, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that is definitely a moment no one is going to forget uh, yeah. that faces a leadership. And I think I even remember JW pulling you in from the water and then falling out the other yeah. side of the raft. <laughs> I think I might have either <laughs> fallen off or I jumped out and you helped me get back on the boat and you like stood up and you went to pull me and when I went in you went over and <laughs> like a teeter totter effect. Yeah. And so like one came in, one went out. And, <laughs> and then like we we got everybody back in the boat and and it was a great time. Yeah. It was definitely it was beautiful views, just beautiful people and really being present and soaking in the moment for sure. Yep. For sure, for sure. So another fun question, um, you know, you talk about your knowledge, like before being on the board and while being on the board, just the growth you got to have. And, you know, what's maybe like a surprise that you ran into as a board member? What was what was even most surprising that like you learned about yourself in the last three years? Oh, that's a that's a tough question. But one funny <laughs> thing about, you know, being on the junior board and is I am not a writer. I'll just I'll just tell you in more ways than one like writing like advantage articles or writing Hereford World articles yeah. I'm not a writer um, and so I know like Chloe's had to proofread <laughs> a lot of mine and my roommate Alex he uh, he proofreads over some of them but another thing is like writing thank you notes yeah yeah you know those notes go a long ways. Now, I'm not going to say that by the end of Junior Nationals when we have a bunch to write and to thank all of our beautiful and great sponsors that we have, yeah. my hand does hurt a little bit. But, yes. you know, I think just taking that moment to send those handwritten notes, mm -hmm. you know, and I encourage all of our listeners and juniors that, that are out there, you know, if you win something at Junior Nationals or, yeah. you know, even if you're just grateful for the opportunities that the Hereford Association has been presented, um, you know, take the time to just write those thank you notes because they truly do go a long way. Yeah, for sure. And just like take, like you said, the taking the time to personally write them and then like include what you personally got out of that event or from that sponsor. And, um, you know, we're like in the middle of some sponsorships right now and we all know it takes a lot to put on a large event like Junior Nationals or just, you know, all of our leadership events too and all of our great breeders and individuals that help make those possible those thank you notes they remember and yeah. they remember they recognize your name they remember what you learned and you never know where that could go either and you never know when you might even be stranded in their state and need help or exactly. if you have questions on a future career and um no that's definitely a great life lesson and it's and I think that applies not only just within the Hereford Association, but with anything yeah. at your state level, at regional, you know, even if it's it's not even within the Hereford Association, if it's just in life in general, you know, taking the time to be to show your gratitude, you know, and writing those, you know, writing a thank you note or, or sending a follow up email with an interview, you know, just showing that you actually do care. Um, you know, so that's probably been my biggest takeaway, you know, of, of being on the junior board is just kind of like, you know, you really don't think that a lot of people like would think about stuff like that. And, and truly I did not think about it, you know, before running for the board or being on the board, but now being on for three years and seeing how all that transpires, like it truly does mean a lot to those folks that, that do so much for us. Yes, for certain it saying thank you and just the simple ways of showing your appreciation definitely pays off in all circumstances. So JW, as we get to kind of round out our time on this podcast, I would love to ask you kind of a question that I've gotten to ask all those that I visited with over the show. And you may or may not be expecting it, but I want to know what your perspective and how you would define success. Mm, that's a that's a really good one um you know i think success you know there's success from you know winning a show or if you're successful in life but i think a big thing that not a lot of people think about is you almost have to have failure to have success you know i think that 
you know, if you if you think about it in all aspects of life, you know, if you're a college student or a high school student and you fail a test, um, you know, if you fail that first one, and I'll be the first one to tell you, I'm not a 4.0 student. You know, I've failed a test before. Yeah. You know, and and going back in there for that next test and and getting a better grade on it, you know, that truly, you know, it just kind of makes you feel good. Or you know, even if you're, but if you're, you know, successful in the ring, you know, and and that's a big part of, I guess, as a Hereford junior member or just showing cattle, you know, I think that we are very competitive people at heart. Mm-hmm. And I believe that, you know, competition drives competition. Yes. And if you're not successful, you know, if you do go and you're, say, you're last in class one day, you know, at junior nationals or at state fair or at a regional show even, and you come back the next year and maybe you're not even, you know, maybe you're in the middle of your class. You know, you're still taking that next step forward to pursue to pursue greatness, to pursue success. And I think that's a huge part, you know, is having the drive to want to be successful. I think each person defines success at their own level. Um, but success to me would be being able to be passionate about the Hereford breed, being able to succeed in school. You know, getting to be, you know, one thing that's been a lifelong goal of mine is, you know, to follow in my stepdad's footprints and go to vet school and become a large animal veterinarian. And, you know, like I said at the beginning of this, you know, I have been uh, accepted. I actually got accepted to two schools, um, you know, two of my top choices. And while that was a hard decision to make, you know, but that defines success. Whether you think you were successful in a moment or not, you know, other people, you know, you may have been sixth in class, Ralston, but there might have been a person that was last in class that said, wow, Ralston is really successful. Yeah, for sure. So I think it's all about the person and how that specific person defines success. Yeah, that's that's what I love about the question and the word is it's all about perspective and the seasons right. of life and where you're at. And Like one thing that was really neat on the junior board is, you know, when we had Kelly Barnes coming and talking to us about um, leading workshops and stuff, and, and he told us that there's three types of people in the room. There's prisoners, vacationers, and students. And so prisoners are there, you know, by force. Maybe mom and dad told them that, hey, you need to go to this event. You know, it'll be good for you to meet people and get out of your shell and do this. Or maybe the vacationers are... People are like, hey, I am getting out of chores for the week. Sign me up. We're going to Billings, Montana. Hey, we're going whitewater rafting. Like, I'm all in. Yeah, I'm all in. I'm so there. Like, I don't care about anything else. Like, I'm just looking for the vacation time away from home. And then there's the students that come there wanting the impactful message that is shared to them from our keynote speakers or our junior board leaders. Or maybe it's even just a friend that shared a, you know, a quick piece of advice during the week or that they learned something about themselves and and we had this junior member that was there that um when kelly opened and he told it the whole um audience that you know and, and there was this um junior in the back of the room that raised his hand that said he was a prisoner i think there was a couple of them even. yeah yeah and uh but more specifically that that one that um that raised his hand and by the end of the week um we got to lead our workshops and we got to see kind of like firsthand how impactful like just being there and being present and being involved you know he changed from being a prisoner to being the first one to volunteer to share you know whatever we were doing in our workshops you know he was the first one to raise his hand to to share a piece of advice or to share what he had learned or be the first volunteer to to do whatever really yeah and even repeating you know, what they had learned in that workshop, they were repeating it back, back to us even, or, you know, it's just, it was like a moment like, oh, we, we made a difference doing these workshops and built leaders while we were there. Right. And like, it's really cool to even see those kids, you know, like giving recaps or throughout the week, like giving us our own advice. Yeah. You know, like when we led our bold um, workshop, we were being in versus being involved, you know, and, and, I had a few little quotes that I said that that got repeated back throughout the week. And I think that was the cool moment to mm-hmm. me. Like, you know, something that little old me, J.W. Cox from nowhere, Kentucky, you know, said something, but it meant something to somebody yeah. else that they took it and they took it home and they're going to share it with 
with other people, and that was an impactful moment. So just being able to be that shining light at the end of the tunnel for some of these people. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think it really goes back to mentorship and connections and families. And, you know, it takes a village. It truly does. And I, our village, we're fortunate to have the Hereford family to um, lean on and to have for, to support and to grow and uh, really be our shining light. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your definition of success and kind of how you see it and measure it. And uh, congratulations again. You know, like I'm just sitting here smiling, listening to watching you wear. He's wearing orange, you know, supporting <laughs> his uh, future, or future Auburn Tigers and War Eagle here. And i um, super proud of you, JW. And just it's been pretty awesome to get you to watch you chase those dreams and, you know, overcome and learn from failure, too, and keep pursuing pursuing your goals and you know with that is I really want to take some time now you know we're going to retire here in July at the 2023 Mad Dash the Hereford Bash and what's some final words that you kind of want to leave with our listeners or final words of advice to share with them so before I say my final comments I actually have a question for you So, you know, you've been sitting over here like I feel like I'm in an interrogation room. You know, you asking me all these questions and I haven't got to ask you one yet. You know, what has been like your favorite part of being on the junior board? Or what has been your like big takeaway or like what have you enjoyed the most with being on the junior board? That is a loaded question for sure. And I'm a huge like small moments person there. I observe a lot and probably more than people think about, but just getting the opportunity to meet all the people and, you know, like one of the, it's, it's even honestly just a small part of being a junior board member and it's a really large part, but it's working the ring and getting to interact with each and every junior You know, at the end of that seventh day of junior nationals, you are dog tired, your feet hurt, you got blisters, you rather be in bed kind of thing. But it just makes, gets me so excited when, you know, that eight year old junior is at the gate and it's their first time in the ring and maybe they traveled for more than 30 hours just to get there, you know, and I have the opportunity to influence how, how their day goes and how they're going to leave that ring, whether they are first or their last or in the middle they're going to remember how I made them feel. And so having the opportunity to influence and impact juniors and just be their friend, honestly, and be in a leadership role still to help them find their dreams and conquer them. And um, a large, you know, my kind of life aspiration or motto is I want to leave a legacy beyond myself that someone else can continue on. And this has been such a position where that's a dream come true. Yeah. And and I feel like building off of of what you just said, you know, I feel like that ties a lot into like my aha moment, you know, with the junior board member that I looked up to, you know, and I think I I forgot to say this earlier, but I feel like that that is my my goal of being on the junior board is I want to be the person that that younger junior member that, you know, comes to junior nationals for the first time, rather they're, you know, eight years old or in my case a 16 year old kid that just showed up for the first time and was like hey I got a Herford gal I want (laughs) to show her you know and um and just being that mentor or being that inspiration or that role model for that person yeah and I think like a key component of that too is you know like there's only so many families that have shown Herefords for four to six generations and it's like we need that new blood we need those next leaders so how can we hook all those individuals that maybe just come to junior nationals because it's an hour away from their hometown, you know, and they want to get out to a show and how can we keep them coming back to each and every junior nationals and, uh, being on the board, we've gotten to see board members that that was a case. They got hooked, you know, they came to one and, um, you know, I didn't go to every junior nationals either. either. Um, I was like a fourth generation Hereford breeder, but we raised on the commercial side and we fed out cattle. And so we went to junior nationals when they were, like six hours or less away from home because we didn't have help to do chores back home or we had, you know, some crossbred steers in the barn for county fair that we couldn't leave. And, um, but having that opportunity, you know, to go to Kansas city a couple of times and Grand Island a couple of times, you know, I was hooked and I didn't know if I'd get a chance to wear the maroon jacket, but you know, those retiring addresses, even at the maroon jacket ceremony is what like kind of really hooked me. And I was like, 
gosh, like these kids had such an experience and they made, they built this family because everyone in the room's tearing up, you know, as they're giving these speeches. And it's like, I want to do that someday or I want to be a part of that someday and be a part of that family and not just say it, but really mean it and be in it. Right. That's, that's a very, really good point um, that you make. So Ralston, one question I have for you, um, what was like your aha moment or your driving force for running for the board? I love this question because I think I'd answer it differently a couple times. I had, so when Junior Nationals was in Grand Island, I believe in 2015, I remember sitting in the ring and listening to retiring addresses of some gals that I knew and some stories that had been shared and they were very personal. I think it was actually the year Stephen Green retired too. So that's kind of fun. Um, But listening to the friendships they had made and the memories, I remember sitting in the bag chair and really being like, oh, like I want to do this. And it's becoming more of a reality as I'm getting closer to that age. And I'd mentioned earlier, earlier or later to JW at some point, you know, sitting in Kansas City in 2011, not knowing what the junior board was at that point, but that there was like these, like they seemed like so old at the time, like so old and so far away from me that they were having these moments and getting emotional about it and meaning so much of like, hey, like maybe I want to do that. And then in 2015 being like, oh, it's getting closer. And then it was actually in 2019 at the Faces of Leadership Um, I believe I was a freshman in college or going into my sophomore year and I had actually served on a Nebraska Agriculture Youth Council and I hadn't been able to go to junior nationals that year in Denver because I was on this council that put on a summer camp kind of that week of junior nationals and I had remember being really frustrated of oh I was missing junior nationals I was saying no to something because I had to say yes to something else And I had had frustrations kind of just with change and different obstacles. And I sat then at Faces of Leadership and sat back and observed just the strength of tradition and preserving roots of an association and a breed that was so strong about its history, but also embraced innovation and change. I had never been in an area that loved where it had come from so much, but had been excited and willing to listen to the possibilities of what it could be. And that's when I was like, this is something I need to be a part of. Like, this is what I love. And this is something that I stand for too. And I want to get behind and learn from. And, you know, they say like, surround yourself with those you want to be like. I was like, I want to be like these people. Like, these are my people. They're going to better me. I may be the dumbest and the poorest person in the room, but these people are going to make me better. And I remember it, I'd actually, I think I talked to like Amy and Bailey and um, even one of my mentors that was from back home that I was like, hey, I think I need to say no to this because I want to say yes to this. And, you know, fast forward, then junior nationals, COVID kind of hit and I'd never been to Louisville. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go 14 hours away and I'm going to run for this. (laughs) And I was like, oh, new territory even more. And then it got moved to Kansas City, and that's where my first year national was. And I was like, okay, this will be cool because it's coming full circle. And um, I didn't necessarily, of course, you know, at the end of the week, you want that maroon jacket. But I was like, I'm just going to give it my all. And, um, you know, it's kind of like similar. Like I didn't know a ton of people on the list, but I was like, okay, I've seen these names. I'm kind of familiar. I'm just going to start calling them. And I remember even a lot of the phone numbers were like parents or siblings or something, you know, but they were so sweet too. They're like, oh, that's my son or this is my sister. Here, I'll send you their number and you can call them. And um, I think that was just like a true testament to itself of just the kind of people that are in our association. And um, from there, it just kind of blossomed. And that week was fun. And I met a lot of people and, um, you know, I was kind of content at the end of that week of like, okay, if I don't get a jacket, you know, I am just glad I did this and grateful for the opportunity and whatever's meant to be like, it's in the good Lord's hands and I've done all I can do. And, um, I actually remember, you know, we were talking the other night, we were listening to our like speeches at the final night. And, um, I want to go back and listen to mine and kind of come full circle, but our pickup had been broken too. A lot of vehicles had been broken too. And 
I had, I'd left my shoes all in the back seat. So like I had bought a new pair of boots. I had some brown boots. I had my heels and I had my black boots. And the only pair of boots that their only, only thing they didn't take from the back seat was my black dress boots. Wow. And I was like, okay, well, this is interesting. <laughs> like those are the boots that I actually have to wear to today, you know, and tomorrow and the next day. And I was like, well, I guess there's a reason for that. And, um, it was just pretty cool to then give a true talk from the heart that evening on just what home really is and what people people really matter, right? It's not the things or the tangible things that we have or the monetary value of them. It's the things that you can't replace. Right. And at the end of the day, you know, that's our Hereford family. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, what's like a funny like blooper moment? being on the junior board whether it was like with us or like at a at a show or like what's like a a funny thing or funny memory that you have you know I'm not I'm not gonna think about this one too hard because I think a common thing that comes up on my junior board with us is I had a heck of a time with traveling like (laughs) that's no kidding (laughs) like it wasn't like I was never late to things but my flights would be delayed or they'd be canceled or the airports wouldn't even be open. <laughs> so, <laughs> so to all of our listeners, if you ever see Ralston Rip on your airplane, get off and request a new flight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's always like I can get there safe and I can get there good and on time. But coming home, they just never wanted me to make it home. and They just I, wanted you to stay longer. Yeah, That's all it I guess. Is. Yeah, you know, maybe plant roots down somewhere. But the most like iconic, I think, is we were at Faces of Leadership this last summer. And um, I think if you are an attendee at Faces of Leadership in Montana, you know what I'm talking about. Um, our flight or plane had a mechanical issue and it was the plane from like Mont Billings to Denver and then Wesley and I were flying from Denver to Lincoln and it was a Sunday and I think we had both had some like family events or something we needed to get back to for by like Sunday night or Monday morning it was probably a Saturday we were coming home and we had quite a few kids that like their flights like got canceled and um, luckily some of them were like, oh, we'll just stay another night and we'll get on the plane right away first in the morning. And there wasn't many answers being given. And Wesley and I were like, okay, let's help like everyone get their flights figured out. And then we were like, oh, well let's rent a car and just drive 15 hours home and make sure we're home, right? Be in charge of it. And needless to say, the only rental car they had <laughs> was a Ford Mustang convertible. <laughs> You know what? Uh, Wesley and I rented a Ford Mustang convertible and we hit the road. <laughs> and, and I think the best part was, is I remember getting a Snapchat later. Um, I think it was like wee hours of the morning. Oh, yeah. And um, for all of our, our listeners and people out there, uh, we had our intros for yes. Faces of Leadership. And Wesley was actually a race car driver <laughs> um, after Ricky Bobby and Talladega Nights. <laughs> And Ralston sent a Snapchat um, to our junior board, and it was a picture of Wesley with his race car helmet on <laughs> driving down the road in this Mustang convertible. And that is one thing that I will laugh about um, for a long time. It was, oh, it was yeah. quite funny. We had quality time, and uh, I think we learned we might like Mustangs and we might want them, but we may never get one again on a rental. Like that was like once in a kind of once in a blue moon kind of thing but we did try to take the convertible down and had a scare of we weren't getting it back up so (laughs) that was a problem too but um that was that was a very memorable trip and just an iconic kind of like the small moments of the travel side of it and um you know having a lot of windshield time too and um a lot of growth happens in those moments just personally figuring out how to deal in hard situations being being able to pivot too and change and um I always I'd always call Bailey and we'd laugh about it at the end of the day and know that yeah we could only be in in control with those things that we could actually control and the rest you know we are just going to roll with the punches yeah uh, that's a very true statement um you know and (laughs) you're talking about like rolling through the punches and like so, uh, and you're talking about your first junior nationals was in Kansas City, mm-hmm. and and you know when we ran for the board was in Kansas City. Um, well, 
when I ran for the junior board there in Kansas City was the first time that I had ever been to Kansas City. <laughs> oh, goodness. And so for many of our um, people out there that have been there, you know, you have to go in that, that side entrance. If not, you pass it and you go all the way up to the top to the intersection. Yep. Well, I was driving um, a dually pickup with a 28-foot trailer, and we passed the entrance, and I was like, oh, hey, there's all the cattle trailers like lined up down there, like wondering how we get down there. And I realized that we like missed our turn, and I was like, uh-oh. We're like, if we turn right, we're going into downtown. If we turn left, we're going out in the middle of nowhere. Like, I don't know what to do. And, and Stephen was with me at the time, and I was driving, and I was like, well... Uh, we're just going to try and do something here real quick. And I actually pulled a U-turn in the middle of the intersection and then turned in. So that was kind of one of those like funny moments, you know, and that I'll never forget and laugh about, you know, coming to junior nationals there in Kansas city and, and making an intersection. And now every time we leave the fairgrounds or go there and I think about that, right? I'm (laughs) sitting in that intersection and I'm like, Hey, you can turn around a 28 foot trailer in this (laughs) right here. Yeah, exactly. no, uh, that's the, that's the best part, you know, about reflecting back on the three years too, is the small moments really become some of the best and some of the most memorable. And, um, I think something too, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention as we're just talking about cool moments and pivotal, pivotal pivotable <laughs> times or influential moments, um, at faces of leadership, kind of something that we started doing differently was kind of ending or like end of the week and keynote with like a junior board member that got to talk. And, um, I had been asked, Amy had kind of asked me to just wrap it up kind of just a quick minute, 10 minute spiel about, um, just kind of tying it with a bow, reflecting on the week and giving some good words of advice before everyone kind of split their ways. And, uh, I don't think anybody knew at that time, but I had, I've always, like, I'm the geek that loves motivational speakers, you know? Like, I like sitting through three-hour FFA stage (laughs) sessions and hearing those people talk and had always wondered someday about, you know, how could you be in those shoes? And um, I was nervous. I was really nervous. And I talked to our oldies groups, and I remember Lauren told me, like, put her hand on my arm, and she's like, Rolston, like, this is your start. Like, you get to go do this and face your fears, and this is, like, this is your start. And I just remember thinking and being so grateful for the team I was surrounded by and the people I had behind me and with me and um, standing up and giving, I think, that nervous, like, 12-minute talk, but to a room full of people that I couldn't have wished for it to be anybody else for that first time of talking to. And um, that's a moment I'll forever remember, too. Yeah. And and I think one thing that I even took away is is your quote, you don't have to be great to start something, but you have to be start you have to start something to be great. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think that if nobody else takes anything away from this podcast, you know, take that quote away. Yeah. You just have to start and it's really scary sometimes, obviously. You know, we started a podcast as a junior board and right. Noah started that and I've gotten the chance to continue it on and our junior board will get to continue it on from there. And um yeah. The yeah. worst the worst that could happen is you could fail, but hey, you'll learn something from it and be happy that um you tried it. Because you may just always remember or reminisce on if what if, the what ifs of the world. So Right. And I think that you're, you know, you have to, to start to be great. Um, I'm not saying I'm great by any means, but if I would have never started or wanted to run for the junior board, then certainly I would not be here on this podcast with you. And, you know, I definitely would not have, you know, three other people that are on our oldie gang that I call some of my best friends that I know I could call at any moment and and talk to for hours upon end about life or, you know, suggestions, you know, I mean, as a feed salesperson, you know, I mean, you (laughs) never know when I may need something from the co-op. Yeah, I'm going to need a vet. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, and and so I think that's kind of the the cool moment is just just building those friendships, you know, um, especially being on the junior board and as close as the three, four of us have gotten over the last three years is just really cool to to think about, you know, and, and we, you know, if you look back at that first year in Kansas yeah. City at our annual meeting, you know, we all talked and, and kind of hung out for there for a little mm-hmm. bit. And as we've progressed on just the friendships and, and the life memories that we're going to look back on and, and laugh about. Yeah. 
Definitely, uh, our weekly calls will continue, JW, after <laughs> after we retire and hang up the maroon jackets. But I think that is the coolest thing, you know, like no matter how much time's ever going to pass, I know that I can call on you and Lauren and Libby and uh, you'll always have my back and you'll always have good supportive words or just the listening ear that I'll need. And um, I'm just, I'm really grateful for that. Really grateful for that. But yes. Well, as we round out our conversation and kind of the final oldie episode, which is wild, um, is there any other final words that you have for our listeners? I think if if I could recap all of this is taking that chance Mm -hmm. would be what I would want to leave with is just taking the chance, you know, because even if you you don't get on the junior board is is take the chance to be involved. Um, you know, and, and like we talked about it bold is the risk versus the reward. Yeah. You know, even if you do have failure, you may have success later on. Yeah. And, and I think that that is what, um, one thing that I'd, I'd like to kind of leave is, is taking the risk. Yeah. Take the chance. Definitely. That's how, that's how we got here and that's how we've grown to who we are. And that's how we're going to continue to learn and grow as leaders and, uh, as great friends and as a Hereford family. And I am so grateful to know you, JW. And I definitely see, I know that you are one of my greatest friends and biggest role models and mentors too. And um, I'm just sincerely grateful that we got elected to the board three years ago. And No crying. Yeah, no crying as we're like sitting here and getting bittersweet. But it's exciting too and super, just super aha and dream come true moments and um, we're just, we're excited to see you guys all at junior nationals in Madison, Wisconsin. And, um, JW, thank you for your time. And I'm excited to kind of round out our grand finale at the mad dash to the Hereford bash and listeners, you know, we'll see you next time on the junior Hereford show. Thank you for joining us for the junior Hereford show. Stay tuned for the next episode and be prepared to continue to learn, lead, and achieve.